Welcome to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I'm your host, Steve Copeland, and thank you for tuning in. Let's have a great day. Good morning, everybody. I hope that everybody is having as beautiful a day as I am already. Last night, I, I went to bed reading Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, I've been reading that book for 45 years, and I want to share some things that, that I've been involved in lately that relate to being more positive and being able to navigate through life in a very good way. But before I get started, I just want to say last week's show with Leffert Fate has changed my life. I met Leffert as I described on the show and I called him up after the show to give him a heartfelt, sincere, loving thank you. There's a lot of people out there that, that say they want to change the world and do good things and serve others. Well, Leffert Fate does that, and that's what I told him. And it's beautiful because he thanked me for acknowledging that to him. And he said that we're going we're gonna to get it done, Steve. What is it that we're going to get done? We're going to be here for everyone that we possibly can to help have a better life. That's simply what we're here to do. And I have been so blessed with so many people that are there for me. And so today, today is just so special because Don Green the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. He is going to be on the show today, but we're going to do it a little different. The technology that we're doing through through Chuck Christie, the producing the, the show that we send on down to Talk Network Radio, he's, he's getting more of the technology online for the show. And so in about 10 or 15 minutes, Don's going to call in, and he is incredibly busy. And I have to tell you that I am one honored person. I'll call Don up, and he'll get on the phone and say, well, Steve, I, uh, I'm not taking any calls right now, but I saw that it was you, so I, I wanted to just to give you a few minutes here before I have to take this next call. I'm preparing for a call. Well, I love it that people treat me that way, especially Don. And so he's going to call in, and he said he couldn't do the full hour show today. He could only do 30 minutes, so uh, at at 15 minutes into the show, he's going to call in, and then he'll talk for about 30 minutes. But what we're going to talk about today is Napoleon Hill's philosophy, one of the principles of success, called going the extra mile. It's one of my favorite, favorite parts of Napoleon Hill thinking. My, my favorite of them all, I believe, is the mastermind group, where you surround yourself with people that are good people that that come together for a common goal in a harmonious way go back to the show that we did back in April I think it was Don was the guest there and we spent a whole show just on the mastermind group and then the first show that Don did was just introducing Don and telling stories about Napoleon Hill and and so forth and Don wrote a book called everything I know about success I learned from Napoleon Hill essential lessons for using the power of positive thinking and uh, that book is phenomenal. I also have it on audio, and I keep it in the car sometimes. I think I've listened to it six times all the way through now, and it's just like reading a book like the Bible. Every time you read it, depending on where you are at that moment in your journey, mm -hmm. you will hear things and understand things that you maybe weren't ready to understand or comprehend earlier in your life. That's the benefit of reading good books over and over again. You see things, it gets deeper. Well, as you can tell, I'm pretty, um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty hyped up. I got a lot of energy this morning because I'm just so excited. And let me tell you something about why I'm so excited. First of all, 
It's that the mastermind concept in my life keeps opening up more and more and more doors that you never know really what's in front of you in life sometimes. But as I've quoted before, I went to a Joyce Meyer seminar, a conference they call it, with my wife a couple months ago. And uh, the, the main point that I took out of there that I just love the way she said it was sometimes in life when you don't really know what to do, just keep doing what you're already doing that you know is right. Listeners, I want to share this with you. I know that what I'm doing is right because the Lord told me to do this. He, he wants me to go out and help people that, that are struggling and going through hardship have a better chance to succeed in life. In order to succeed in life, though, you have to set goals. You have to, you have to know your purpose. And this is what all the shows are about, and I have wonderful guests. So before I go on to talking about Don Green and today's show a little more, I'll go back to signing off with Leffert. Leffert, you are an amazing person, and thank you for, for, for welcoming me into your life. And just like you said, we're going to get it done. So Leffert, I hope that everybody goes back and, uh, and learns something from, from what you brought forth with your, with your beautiful attitude and spirit and, and what you're doing. So that's last week's show. For those of you who haven't listened to it, uh, www.rightthink.org. Go to the archives and pick any show you want. And just keep listening, and, uh, and thank you for all your wonderful comments. Okay, well, today's subject, going the extra mile, after Don did his second interview with me, we decided that the next time we, we, we talk, we're going to talk about going the extra mile. And so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do what I like to do, which you know is coming. I, uh, I had my wife help do some scriptural Bible research today. And we've got some Bible verses here that are going to set the tone a little bit. Now, I'm not going to teach these verses. I'm just going to read them, present them, and let you know this. If there's anything in these verses that you want more of, there's a book that's right there that's available to you. You can get it in any hotel you want. It's called The Bible. And so let me tell you a couple of verses here that you can follow up on. Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. That's, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, here's another beautiful verse. It's another one from Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verse 14. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. I'll just give a little bit of an insight from me on that. It's not always obvious what you're supposed to do. You have to go that extra distance. You have to put a little more effort. You have to put more time dedicated to seeking what it is that is supposed to be here, seeking the truth. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. I might not read all the way through 27. My wife, when she read this, she says, this one's really perfect. But it gets really, really deep, so let's just see what it is. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we are imperishable, so I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. What I glean out of that is there's something much more eternal that's there. And we can run races to win trophies and, and fight fights and tournaments to win medals but when it comes right down to it, the real race that we're running is to please the Lord and go to eternity with the Lord eventually. But let's have, let's have it here now and remember this. Two weeks ago on September the 6th, I think it was, my, yes, the 5th, my guest was Willie Butler. 
And the whole show was dedicated to kingdom living. So I encourage you to go back and check that show. So the next one that I want to share with you is James chapter 4, verse 17. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Wow. You know, for those of you that are just living from day to day, struggling, trying to get through, thinking about your own needs, hey, I've been there too. You know, we got to eat. We, we, we've got to take care of things. But part of the Napoleon Hill philosophy is to, it's based on the Bible, put others before yourself. If you have an opportunity to do something for someone, go all the way. Go that extra mile and, and do it joyously. Do it with a, with a cheerful attitude. So these are very, very important. So in a few minutes, Don's going to be calling in, and I, I, think, I think we're pretty much ready to receive Don in a minute here. So let me speak of a couple, couple more things that I can do as we wait for Don to get on. Right now in my life, there's a lot of uncertainty, and that's part of the connection that I hope that I have with each of you that listen is that you can look at me as somewhat of an example that a person that is, is going through some difficult times, health, finances, whatever, but not relationships. I have just the most beautiful relationships with, with my wife and with uh, partners and friends and students and teachers and mentors. I am so blessed that I am one of those people that I like to do for others and and I don't worry about it, and uh, and good things take place. I think Don's on the line now. Don, are you there? Yes, good morning, Steve. How are you today? Uh, Don, I'm doing great. I'm excited like I always am, and one of the main reasons is is because you're you're my guest again today. I just love it when you, you make time for us. I've already told everybody before you came onto the call just how extremely busy you are, and so I, I just want to thank you again for fitting me in. And... Um, I really want to thank you, too, though, for the networking that you're helping me do. I've, I've explained before how the Mastermind Group works and referenced the show that you and I did, but you sent materials about me to Tom Tutal Cunningham, one of your certified instructors, the Napoleon Hill certified instructor, and he bills himself as the world's greatest certified instructor. That's quite a title he's got. I hope that you like that he gives himself the title, but he had Gary Burleson, one of another certified instructor that's in uh, Tennessee, who is involved in the Focus prison ministry down there. He had him interview me for his show, Journey to Success, instead of himself. Tom wanted Gary to interview me because he's got seven years already in, in prisons, and we did the interview on Friday last week, and uh, Actually, by the time they hear this show, it'll have been a little longer. But I just want to want to thank you for how you've networked me with people and how supporting me like that is the secret to success. It's your association. So, Don, thank you for that. And let me just give that website. Anybody that wants to hear me being interviewed on Journey to Success, the, the website is www.tom, the numeric 2, tall.com forward slash Steve hyphen Copeland. So that's Tom to tall.com forward slash Steve dash Copeland. And if you do that, you'll go right to journey to success. And they've, they've got about 400 interviews posted up there. World-class people. I mean, I, I am so honored to be in that type of company. So Don, thank you for that. And, um, we're going to talk today about the principle of going the extra mile. And I found a book on, on the Amazon. It's Napoleon Hill Certified Instructors and Students, Tom Tutal Cunningham Presents, Going the Extra Mile, a number one international bestseller. And I'm going to lead into you and then turn you loose, Don. Let me read what the review on Amazon says. Going the Extra Mile portrays real-life stories that push human potential to new heights. 
Going the extra mile is the fourth principle in the 17 principles of personal achievement organized by Napoleon Hill. This principle is portrayed through a collection of stories from various authors. Going the extra mile stretches human potential. These stories aim is to inspire the reader to make positive modifications and improvements in their life. Descript uh, going the Extra Mile is a collection of inspiring stories based off the fourth principle of uh, personal achievement, researched and authored by Napoleon Hill. These stories are powerful examples of motivation to inspire the reader to consider adapting the Going the Extra Mile principle in their daily living. As a society, we have been conditioned with average and doing what we need to fulfill tasks, but the Extra Mile contributes in our lives to give us what we want and not what we have to settle with life may give us. We all have the power to change our circumstances and the principle of going the extra mile allows the effort required to change our life to what we envision it to be. And then all the authors are Napoleon Hill certified instructors and so forth. And then it goes a little further here and it says, uh, Napoleon Hill's research can help change the lives of people through the 17 principles of personal achievement, laws of success, and think and grow rich, among, among other astounding texts written by Napoleon Hill. Andrew Carnegie, the initiator of the science of success, inspired young Napoleon Hill in 1908 to make it his life's mission to document the principles of personal achievement after their three-day interview in New York City. Carnegie introduced Napoleon Hill to some of the most affluent and successful people in history through letters of introductions as a way to provide the necessary research needed to systemize a framework to teach the common man the strategies of success. The Napoleon Hill Foundation today carries out the work of Napoleon Hill, whose life mission was to help people believe that they can achieve their deepest desires once limiting beliefs are removed. Napoleon Hill laid out the 17 principles of personal achievement as a framework to teach the steps of success. The Napoleon Hill Foundation carries out Hill's legacy of the 60-plus years of dedicated service to the teaching of the 17 principles of personal success. The foundation further uh, furthers Napoleon Hill's works by producing success literature so that they can further help motivate people to achieve more and follow their desires. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, audience here, it's my honor to bring for the third time on to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland, Don Green, the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Don, I hope you like that. Did you write that for Amazon? Uh, it, it, it's, all, it's awful. It's awful for me here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Hill wrote a lot on it, going the extra mile. Uh, uh, he included, he, 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 at times he wrote the big, the five essentials was his speech he gave in 1957 when he got an honorary doctorate degree. And he always included it. And um, he says he got it from Andrew Carnegie, but really there's some references in the Bible uh, where uh, he, um, uh, the, uh, Jewish people complained about being made beast of burdens, and their answer, they thought they would get sick to their answer was, when a man asked you to go a mile, go twain. Probably not one person in a thousand knows what the word twain means twice. It means you're doing more than is required of you. And, and the advantages is un unbelievable. Uh, um, but the, the start off was, I guess, one that, uh, that uh, sounds the best to people is, uh, is uh, going the extra mile is one of the wages you receive and money. And, and of course, money's not the most important thing in the world, but it ranks up there with oxygen. It's hard to live without it. But that's one of the immediate benefits you can expect is going is uh, going the extra mile. And of course, the other one is the skills you attain. In other words, if you're doing a little bit more than everybody else is doing at the end of the year, I remember the guy who's a who's a mentor and st and uh, and still a, a close friend. He organized the bank at age 29. He's a very private person, worth lots and lots and lots of money. But he told me on an interview back in 1975, when I was uh, was asked to apply for a position at a bank, the second person in the bank. And then it took me eight years to make bank president. But he told me, he said, you know, Don, if you do a lecture one day, probably nobody's going to notice it. And he said, you continue that for a week, probably nobody's going to notice it. But if you continue to do a little extra all of your life, said some point in your life, you're going to be the success the rest of the world just dreaming about. And I never met, I never forgot what he said to me. And, I, and of course, I was already practicing it as a young person. They called me hotshot and so forth because the results I obtained in the finance industry. I had people working for me twice my age. And uh, I didn't resent being called a hotshot because I had lots of energy. 
uh, and um, I progressed real, real fast up the ranks and um, and uh, was a very, very proud of what I did, but I was studying this material. Uh, I can remember the first jobs I had. I, I was I was an outside person and uh, and uh, making calls on people, and uh, I never stopped and bought my lunch. I simply carried crackers, uh, sardines, and what we call potted ham in the in the car in a brown paper bag. And the big treat was pull off the side of the road, a little store somewhere or another, and buy me a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi, and eat my dinner. The money I was saving, I bought tapes, I bought books because I was so hungry. I bought Dennis Wadley, I bought Brian Tracy, I bought Zig Zig, I bought all these old guys in Napoleon Hill when they were on, uh, when they were on cassettes and uh, the, the old eight tracks. And I listened to them over and over and over and over till they become a part of me. And not only did I want to read them, but I wanted to read what they read. For example, we could spend a lot of time telling you what all Hill read. He was in, Hill was influenced by a lot of other people. The, uh, the, the first one, uh, other than his family, was a guy by the name of Samuel Smiles. He wrote a book, I believe, 1859, British, Scottish, and it was called Self-Help Psychology. And it outlined pretty much what Hill followed. Uh, he, I can, it's old English, but I've read it a couple of times uh, over the years. But uh, one of them was Watts. He, uh, he wrote about the guy that invented uh, the steam engine. He wrote about a guy named Wedgwood uh, that uh, did the Wedgwood China. I think the guy spent 20 years or something perfecting it. And it's the China today that's used in places like the uh, King Finland and so forth and royalty and so forth. But the difference in him and uh, Hill was Hill just didn't write about those people. He went out and interviewed them in person, but he followed that format of people uh, of going the extra mile of not just simply having an idea. Uh, I read not long ago, I read the autobiography of Steve Jobs, a co-founder of Apple, and he said of all the qualities he possessed, the one he put the most reliance on was, was uh, per persistence. In other words, having an idea and sticking with it. And Hill used to ask on his on his tapes of numerous places where he would ask the audience, how many times does the average person quit something other when they have a thought? And the audience will holler one, two, three different numbers. He said the average is less than one because a lot of people have an idea and don't even start. And so the going the extra mile was just naturally and he told stories and everything he taught, there's a story behind it somewhere or another. And I think on going the extra mile, the one he talked about, the young bank teller, uh, Carol Downs in, uh, in uh, Michigan, uh, was, uh, was probably a, 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 as good an example as you could get. The young man simply, he was working in a bank as a teller, in which even today tellers are not high priced. That's a good place to start a bank, but you don't want to remain a teller because you're never going to make a lot of money, and the turnovers is pitiful. I mean, they come and go because they don't pay... A lot of money. This young boy was a, a teller. It was a Saturday. Bank closed around lunch at noontime. And there was a man come to the door, and he recognized him. He let the man in and told him, said, uh, uh, can I help you? And he said, yes, I'm going out of town. I need a check cash. This young boy, Carol Downs, tells him, said, well, the bank is closed, but we've not put our money up. I said, I can cash the check. So he cashed the check for the, the man, and the man gave him his card. He said, if you come by my office, he said, uh, I might have something for you. He said, uh, you'll never make much money as a teller. So he went by, to make a long story short, he went to work, and the first day he goes by the guy's office and says, uh, could I do anything for you? He said, son, that gong went off, which was a bell. It's 5 o'clock, it's quit time. And there were about 100 people in the office, I, I think, at the time for the company. And he said, that's quit time. He said, yeah, but everybody was in such a rush, I thought I would ask if you need anything. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm drawing plans for a building, and he said, I need a, a pencil. He said, and there's a supply at the end of the hall, or if you'd sharpen me a good pencil. Well, old Carol, he sharpened him too and took him back, but he made that a habit, and not go through all the details of it because it's enough for a book. But in six months, he was promoted and put in charge 
of a building project, though he had nothing about engineering. He said, your job was simply to be, you stay in touch with the people doing the building. Here's all the suppliers. When they say they need concrete, you contact the people and say that they have it on time. They have the steel. You just follow up and see it's done so we can finish on schedule. The guy was Will Durant, who founded General Motors. He gave this young boy stock options, and, and Downs used to go around making speeches, said, sharpen that extra pencil, paid him somewhere between 10 and $12 million. That's what he made on the stock. So it's a dramatic story on the benefits of it. But most people are absolutely scared to death to do any more than they're paying for. And they said, well, I'm not getting paid for that. Or, or when I'll, when they pay me more, I'll do more. See, they got it backwards. You don't go out and pick apples off a tree until you plant a seed. You have to do the deed to expect the money. And, of course, he'll spend a lot of time on one of the writers was Emerson, one of the new thought leaders, or uh, the title he wanted to give to him. But he wrote a theory of compensation. Basically, it boils down to if you do your job and you do it going the extra mile, do more than you're being paid for, if your employer will recognize you or another employee will recognize the quality of work you're doing and will steal you away. So that was one of the, uh, that was one of the benefits. But he told new, numerous stories. Even in nature, he told a story of increasing returns. He tells about this Kansas City uh, farmer planting wheat. Now, you know, Steve, if you and I, we planted a, we planted a, a grain of corn and only got, got one grain, we'd all starve to death because we want to eat part of the crop, but we have to turn part of it back and plant it. But he'll told a story of the Kansas farmer that planted a thimble of, of uh, wheat, and, you know, the wheat seed is very, very, very small. Uh, and uh, But he took that crop and replanted it and replanted it. I forgot the number of years. But four or five years, uh, it, his crop, it was approaching up $100,000 because of nature better than anywhere explains the value of increasing returns. In other words, we get back much more than what we put in. And that's the same thing with, a, with, the, uh, with going the extra mile. We may not receive it immediately, but somewhere or another, we're going to get back more than what we put in. And, uh, that's the reason you have people making, uh, making wages. Uh, he gave the example of, uh, of Charles Schwab working for U.S. Steel. He said, why would you pay that man $75,000 when, that, when that's a ridiculous sum of money in, in these days when you're talking about the turn of the century? He said, because I don't want my competitors to pay him. And he said, also, I pay him as much as a million dollars bonus for what he does. So that's going that's going the extra mile, and it's also receiving the uh, awards for it. It's just a he, Steve. He wrote over and over about it in the Mental Dynamite. Uh, he 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 wrote over a hundred pages on going the extra mile. The emphasis he put on it. it's one of the it's one of the longer principles that he he wrote more he wrote more about and trying to get the emphasis over how important it was for us because uh, I mean I remember. Uh, uh, did a fundraising with Zig Ziglar at a Christian college, and he said he was in a he was in a uh, factory, and said he just walked up on the old boys and said, "How long you been working here?" And he said, "Ever since they threatened to fire me." So, so many people are just trying to do what they can do to get by. <laughs> I got you know, I got I got to just laugh on that. that that's a beautiful <laughs> remark. People will do the minimum until they are threatened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're absolutely scared to death, you know. You, for example, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about just on a, uh, on a, on a very simple basis. You, you, I know from experience, like eating out, you can, you can sign four tables to four different, different uh, waitresses, and they'll rotate the customers as they come in. In other words, each one of them is going to get the opportunity to wait on the same number of people. Their tips at the end of the day, there'll be no comparison. They won't be a dollar or something or worth difference. There'll be some of the waitresses collect twice as much as what the other ones do, or even more. Why? Because they simply wait on the people and they make it a pleasure to go in there and eat. It's not the food. You know, the food's got to be decent, but the waitresses don't prepare the food. They only serve it. But this is the people that make you sure you get napkins without asking for them. 
they make sure your glass gets refilled without asking for anything. They, they make sure they check back with the table if everything is okay. And they keep coming by your table and see that you're serving. And they do it in a pleasant, and they do it in a pleasant manner. And, uh, and, and some of the restaurants, I'm sure you've had the experience. You go in and you get your food and you say to yourself, that's the last time I'll see that person until I get my bill. Because they don't know what, ser- they don't know what service is. Don, you've, you've, you've mentioned the phrase, do it with a pleasant manner. I, I want to interject something that'll, that'll get you going, I know. Going the extra mile is a personality that a person, it's just who they are when they finally understand what it is to give to others. I, I've learned that. But I was driving, you know, I, was, I talked earlier how you introduced me to Tom Tutal Cunningham. So part of going the extra mile is doing your homework making sure you're totally prepared, like the Boy Scout motto. And so when I was getting ready to be interviewed by Tom Tutal, I wanted to listen to a number of his other interviews so I could know his style and just sort of understand it better. And I was driving to one of my prisons, Deerfield Correctional, and it was about an hour and a half drive. And I said, well, I'm going to listen to a podcast of a Tom Tutal interview. And when I, when I set my, my iPhone, or not my, my smartphone, it came up with Napoleon Hill rare interviews that I didn't know existed. And I listened, instead of to Tom Tutal that day, I listened to the first of the nine rare interviews of Napoleon Hill himself, and I listened to Definiteness of Purpose. And the timing was incredible. I wanted to be, walk into the door of the prison and just emote on, on, on the inmates there that I, that I was going to do my seminar because I, I wanted to make sure that when I got there, I, I gave them everything that I possibly could to really be not, you know, on the top of my game, but just to really give them good things that could help them. So here's what I'm saying. Napoleon Hill is the master. He is the greatest motivational person ever. And so I want to point out to the listeners that if you Google Napoleon or search for Napoleon Hill's rare interviews, you're going to find a collection there. And I've been listening to them constantly for the last couple of weeks here. But, but here's my point. I had no idea that by me having a desire to make sure that I did good in that interview with Tom Tutal by doing some homework, and for me also to get pumped up, inspired before I went into that prison that day, that I was rewarded with Napoleon Hill himself. And, and I've been listening to him, and you are just going right down the list of the, the interview that I listened to the last couple of days here of going the extra mile. And so it's, it's amazing how something happens in life that we don't have any control over. But when you live this way, good things will start to happen because your character becomes pleasing to other people and people want to be there for you and help you move forward. Like you're doing with me, Don, networking with me and supporting me. Well, Steve, let me read you something other that goes at I. I, I print a little booklet for some people that just the extra mile. It's a, it's a, it's just a, it's a thing for employees. It's printed in a nice little pamphlet. Here, here's a statement straight from Hill, and this will go. This is this is word for word. He said, uh, said here's an appropriate place to remind you of an important thing about the habit of going the extra mile by doing more than one is paid for. It's a strange influence which it has on the man who does it. The greatest benefit from this habit does not come to those to whom the service is rendered. It comes to the one who renders the service in the form of a changed mental attitude which gives him more influence with other people, more self-reliance, greater initiative, more enthusiasm, and more vision and deafness of purpose. All of these are qualities of successful achievement. That's straight out, that's straight out of it. That's what you're talking about. You know, for example, if I, if I do a good deed for someone, that person may, I, it may end right there as far as, as that person's concerned. I may do a deed from them I never hear back from or what have you. But the fact that I was able to do it, I feel good about myself. I'm in a good frame of mind. You can only be creative when you're in a good frame of mind. You can't hold hatred and jealousy and, uh, and be creative and, and expect to have good results. And so, my goodness, you shouldn't even be driving a car when you're angry and you're not in a good frame of mind. You're much more apt to make a, much more apt to make a mistake. Just like I just when I just barely got my call through to, to be able to do this one, and it was a guy from from uh, from of all places uh, Dubois, uh, the Arabic country, and this guy had contacted us, and I, he got in touch with me. He was having trouble 
uh, going online for a $599 course. I sent him an email and told him could he call me. And uh, he called, and the fact is he called, and I, I told him, I, yeah, I call him Max because he called once before. His name's a lot more than that. It's M-A-S-H-X-M-O-H-O-U-D. <laughs> yes. I, just, I said, you care if I call you Max? And he said, that's fine. So I said, Max, I can help you. I said, I'm not a tech person. I said, you got a credit card? Yeah, I got a credit card. I said, I'm going to put you with a young gentleman. I said, can take that 599. I know you've been trying to register online. And uh, it was something of an incomplete address, uh, looking for a zip code in a, in a foreign country. So he had had trouble for a few days. And I said, I talked to him. And I said, wait just a minute. And uh so I had the other guy at the office on the phone, and I'm on the, I'm on this phone, and then I and then I get on the cell phone, and I've got the phones all tied up, and uh, and I said, uh, let me let you speak to Zane just a second. You give him everything he wants on the on the credit card, and within about uh, less than two minutes, Zane accepted his payments and got approval on the thing, and you know, and uh, it was just doing a little bit extra. My time is worth something other. But that guy was all over himself because he uh, he got that thing approved and he gets started in uh, he gets started in taking uh, taking a course. It's only five hundred ninety nine dollars, but it wouldn't make no difference to me if it's ninety nine dollars for if it's, if it's uh, thirty thousand um, dollars or whatever. It, it was all the same act, just trying to go a little bit extra because I could let the thing go, then the guy would never got uh, registered and he had been frustrated and he'd just give up on the thing. But uh, it uh, it definitely does pay, and it separates the people b between those that uh, succeed and those dream about it. Don, let me let me give you one quick example of how going the extra mile really works. And I'm going to be very literal with the listeners here. You in Wise, Virginia. I live in Norfolk, Virginia. I've driven round trip eight hours. Let's see, it takes me six hours to get to you. So I've driven round trip 12 hours, and going back a little over three and a half years ago when I first picked up the phone and said, you know what, I'm going to call the Napoleon Hill Foundation and see if I can introduce myself. That's all I did was I love Napoleon Hill, and I said, I want to I want to see who I can introduce myself. And you took the call. So, yeah, I did demonstrate a little personal initiative, but I asked, could I come visit you? And and you received me, and then the next time I wanted to come visit you, you, you told me that you weren't sure that you'd be available because your wife was ill at the time and that you were taking good care of her and you said I might not be able to see you and I said well Don I, I listen to books on tape in the car and I, I want to drive even if you're not going to be able to see me and the second time I came to see you 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 wouldn't you, you weren't able to see me and and I understood that going into it but here we are three and a half years later and here's the real point I drove 7,518 miles from Norfolk Virginia all the way through Memphis, Tennessee to Tulsa, Oklahoma, up through Colorado into Oregon to go to a prison that I've talked about on the show. But instead of going straight to Oregon and cutting out of probably seven or 800 miles to go a little more direct, I went through Tulsa, Oklahoma to meet Jim Stovall that you have given me his books, and I called him the same as I called you. But I went not just the extra mile, I went thousands of miles extra because I knew that associating with, with Jim Stovall, but so, you know, you turned me on to Jim Stovall, mastermind group, networking people around, who we associate with. I just want to say that this attitude toward life where you are willing to, to go that extra mile and, and put yourself out for other people and not worry. Here's the secret that I've learned from it all. Don't worry about how it comes back to you. Just know and believe that it will. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today. I've just done an interview on Journey to Success that's got some of the most famous people in the whole world. And they let me on that show just because Right Thinking Foundation's mission in helping economically disadvantaged hardship populations, particularly in prisons, come back out. They believe in that with me now. And so you can't do it by yourself. So, Don, I want to throw this one at you. When I listen to Going the Extra Mile on Napoleon Hill himself, and please, everybody, if you're thinking, well, I don't have time to do this kind of stuff, start participating. Start listening. Don's got a book called Everything I Know About Success I Learned from Napoleon Hill, and it's the essential lessons for using the, positive, the power of positive thinking. 
if you start doing these kind of things, they start to take over your life. Your personality starts to change. You start to, to, to have things happen that you never really believed they could. And then all of a sudden, you're doing it. But Don, with the going the extra mile, Napoleon Hill said that the very best place to start practicing going the extra mile is with your marriage, your marital partner, your spouse. That's, that's the best wisdom anybody's ever given. Think about that. If you get along with your closest relationship, you're going to have a, a much more comfortable, stable frame of mind all the time. You're going to be living in a peaceful place. You're absolutely right. The reason you, I couldn't see you, my wife was sick. In fact, she, after a marriage of 54 years, she passed away. And, uh, and, uh, for, and for that period of time, I never deserted her. I never took no trips or anything. I was... I had a nurse with her 24 hours a day, but I can remember as a young person when I was reading those books, and I mean, I got married early young. I was, uh, uh, was in love, so I wasn't uh, really prepared, but I got to reading these books and making a dollar and a quarter an hour and uh, working outside after furnishing my own car. But I got so turned on on that stuff, I started making goals, and I, sh I shared them with her. And I can tell you today was kind of silly, and, uh, and, um, things out said this is this is I looked at the future this is what I envisioned what then and, uh, and uh, I showed them to her and uh, she said you know I believe you but then she said don't show them nobody I said why she said they think you're crazy and I'll tell you now because it's a long time ago it's just been like 56 57 years ago I wanted a million dollars I wanted a gold Rolex and I wanted a black Mercedes because to me, as the background I come from, I, we never had a bathroom when I was 11, in, 11, in high school. Uh, my parents were products of depression. To me at that time was, that would, that would show you uh, you're successful. Of course, you're, uh, today is, I think success is how much influence I can help what I can do for mankind. But uh, my uh, ideas of what success was, was a, was a little different, though money wasn't money. Money is important, and people says it says it's not. Uh, they're not telling the truth because to lead any kind of life, you have to have access to uh, to money, uh, your money or somebody's money, because some things require money. And that was my ideas then, and I said I would never consider that today, though I did reach all those goals and many, many, many more. But uh, things change. I know now that, and I've known it for many, many years. My influence is helping other people. I do not want to be laying there in, 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 uh, at, the, at the wake and someone start having conversation about how much money the guy had, how much property he had, or how much stock he had, or whatever. I hope the discussion would, would be about, I wonder how many kids he helped go to college. And I can tell you the number of presents. I'm going to tell you, I don't mean the ones that went, but I'm talking about the present one that's helping. I'm helping 50 kids go to college. I don't mean to brag. I mean, I'm proud of the fact that, I, that uh, I'm able to accomplish it. I wish it was ten times that many, but we do what we each can. It's the influence I've had on other people to see young guys go out, and I could tell you story after story after story of how some of these young people have turned out that stay in touch with me, ones that's worked for me on an interim basis, and uh, like Zane and uh, Tosh, that's a, a pharmacist, one little girl likes a year being a doctor, and I could go on and on and on. And uh, we, it takes us a while to realize we was put here to serve one another. And, um, and, um, and they, it's the best feeling, it's the best feeling in the world to know that you've put an effort out and sometimes successful, maybe sometimes not. My mother asked me one time, she said, Don, you give a lot of books away. You said, you guess the kids read them. I said, Mom, my responsibility ends when I give them the books. I said, but I know one of the kids read them. She said, you do? I said, yeah, I did. I said, I did. And I said, I know what it's, it's enabled me to do, and I'm sure that a lot of the kids will, will succeed many times over what I've done. Don, that's, that's absolutely beautiful, and that's all, part of, that's all part of the Bible. It's not just Napoleon Hill. And, and I want to say this. This has been in my heart for a long time. You know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't read Napoleon Hill. They don't read success type things because they think that, well, it's going outside of the word sometimes. Well, I want to say this, and outwitting the devil that we had our conversation with Leffert Faith last week, 
and what we're working toward next is I want to get a group conversation and perhaps you'll join us on a, on a show where we can figure out how to get about five people talking and just really get into outwitting the devil. But the thing is, outwitting the devil had a whole lot to say about religion and education. But here's one thing I want to say. Napoleon Hill, you and many, many others, probably close to 100% of the Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructors, Y'all could have become some of the best pastors in the whole world because everything in Napoleon Hill is philosophy. It's, it's biblically based. I mean, it's, it's of the Lord. But a lot of people, they, they don't want to go outside their, their church to, to bring Napoleon Hill in. I know a lot of pastors personally that they've never heard of Napoleon Hill or they maybe have heard of him, but uh, they don't really hey, want to do hey, that. Billy, hey. Hey, Billy Graham has, and he's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. So my point is, is that you can go on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and see Charles Stanley stating that he uh, uh, reads a book once a year, and I, I would consider him a successful uh, pastor. He's one of my favorites. I, I went on a cruise to Alaska on my uh, first anniversary with with Donna on a Charles Stanley Christian cruise to Alaska. And I met him, and I'm, I'm honored to tell you that he signed my Bible. He's an incredible man. Don, what is your suggestion, advice, whatever you want to call it? A lot of people today, especially the people that I work with that are the returning citizens that don't trust anybody, and everybody's looking for a quick answer, how do they get started if they've got a lifetime of negativism and, and, and just really trying to, to get something quick for themselves? What's your suggestion on how we can... I, I have an answer after you tell me. Reading the books, but we got a simple course here, Right to Be Rich, which is a catchy title. But it's... Uh, and we've got two books out uh, with Penguin. You know, uh, he, he wrote uh, 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 over 1,700 pages on the 17 principles in 1941 and 42, and he kept referring. The books are titled Mental Dynamite. So I, I pitched them to Penguin, and they just jumped at the idea and, and it's divided up into four books. One of them came out a couple of months ago, and uh, it's Path to Personal Power, and it's only three of the principles. And, uh, and, and of course, one of them is Going the Extra Mile. And then the second one just released Tuesday, which is How to Own Your Own Mind. It, it covers uh, creative vision, uh, controlled attention, and accurate thinking. And, uh, and, uh, and, the, and the book has just come out. It can read that material, and... and um, uh, you know, I remember the quote I used in, the, in my book from Mark Twain. Uh, he said, when he said was, people that don't read are no better off than people that can't read. I, uh, Steve, I can sit here and list to you the, a handful of the most successful people I know. And one thing they have in common, they're all avid readers. Yeah, absolutely. Robert, Bob, Bob Johnson, our attorney, one of the smartest people ever been around. We exchange books. We don't just read books of this, this material here. We read other people's books, and we read the biographies of Steve Jobs and and the other and the other other books out there of the of uh, people even even some are I would say were political but if they played an you know, important part in, in American history we read and we read a lot I would like, I will average reading three to four books a week a plan nights I read a book and start off on another one and there's a lot of weekends I'll read two or three and uh, I could take a trip and read as many as five or six books while I'm gone I don't waste any time I a little girl to I deposited a check for a quarter of a million dollars the other day. And, and the old girl at the bank, she said, is all y'all do is books? I said, well, you know, that's a pretty good start. I said, do you read a lot? She said, no, I don't have time. I said, do you have time to watch television? The average person watches television a little over five hours a day. And yet, no, you don't have time. It, we've all got 24 hours a day. It means that we haven't disciplined ourselves to take time. Don? We're, we're coming down to the last minute or so. I told you I was going to give us a three-minute warning, but I, 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 it's only about a minute. Don, I just want to sum this up. The Napoleon Hill 17 principles changed my life. I've been involved in it for over 45 years. And anybody that wants to change their life for the better, listen to what Don's saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what all these others are saying. And just start to take action to make it better. But here's the thing. Each of the 17 principles 
Some of them are considered the top five or whatever, but they all intertwine into your personality. And when you become a person that lives by these principles, I absolutely guarantee you that you will have a life that's much more fulfilled and much more reaching your purpose in life. And you will love other people. They will love you. You'll be part of this world. You'll be making the world a better place. Don, just like always, it is just so wonderful to spend time with you. And, and I look forward to, to seeing you again pretty soon. And uh, anything you'd like uh, to say before we go off the air? Well, my, um, I'm too, uh, you know, I've spoken to as many as 20,000 people. And my wife asked me one time while I was teaching a class about what I was going to talk about. I said, I said, really, the message is the same as one person or if it's 20,000 or if it's doing a voice of America program that's uh, that hundreds and, or even millions of people all over the world listen to. It's, uh, the message is the same. But if we've done influence one person, then our time has not been wasted. And I have no idea how many people it influences. But uh, when we can take control of our mind and put it to use, Mr. Stone would make it real simple. And he would just say, just do it. And he, in fact, is he printed buttons out for people, his employees lapel on it. We say Nike got their thing from him, but he printed thousands and thousands of little pins that said, just do it. In other words, uh, it's more than just studying the material. And I guess if there's any fault to it is, you got to do more than stu stu study it. It's the action part. You know, you can read a good diet book, but if you keep the same habits you've been doing and you're, weight and you're 100 pounds overweight, you're probably not going to lose the weight just because you read the book if you didn't take some of the points out of the book and apply it. It's the same way with this material because it's if you studied the thing in the, under desire, six steps to riches, the first one asks you what do you want, and the second one says, what do you plan on giving? In other words, there's no such thing as something for nothing. As Jefferson said, it's a sad day in your life when you sit down and figure out you get something for nothing. It's what do you intend to give? You know, are you going to learn to be a writer or a singer? Are you going to learn to play baseball? You're going to be a welder? You know, you're going to teach school? You're going to be a doctor? You have to do something other. You have to have something to sell, either goods or services, expect money. And it's, and it's pretty simple, but it's left up to each of us to make that decision. Somebody can't make it for you. I can't tell you to go be a radio commentator. That's what you have to find out what your passions are and what you want to pursue to do. Don, thanks for being my guest today. Okay. And I just want to let everybody know that Right Thinking Foundation is there for you. Just uh, listen to the show, join the website, come in, and, and, and we're committed. And if you want to know more about Napoleon Hill and Don Green, go to naphill.org. Don, thank you again. Next week, my guest is going to be Gary Burleson, one of your certified instructors that interviewed me on the Journey to Success show that I talked about earlier. It's going to be a wonderful interview. We're here to help everyone and give of ourselves to others. Don, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. You too, Steve. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Right Thinking with Steve Copeland. I look forward to being with you again next week. And remember, don't quit. Plan ahead. It will get better. God bless you, and have a great week.